This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. This podcast was made possible by Eve and Sedona Cohen of Pennsylvania. When we look in the pupil of someone's eye, we can see back a reflection of a diminutive version of ourselves. The person in front of us should be treated as the large person while we diminish our egos in the face of that interaction. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. There is a sentence that comes from the book of Tehillim, or Psalms, that was written by King David. It's a line that asks God to guard me like the pupil of an eye. So I've always been struck by that sentence because really, what exactly does it mean? Guard me like a shield, okay? Guard me like an iron fist, sure. Guard me like the strength of your arms, alrighty then. But the pupil of an eye? Isn't that the most delicate of all body parts? Didn't your mother constantly tell you to be careful not to run with scissors or a pencil because you would put an eye out? What is it about the pupil or the lens of the eye that affords protection? So a brilliant commentator called the Radak teaches us that the Hebrew word for the pupil of the eye is ishon. The root of that word is ish, which in English means Man, when we look in the pupil of someone's eye, when the lighting is just right, we can see back a reflection of a diminutive version of ourselves, a little man. No doubt you've experienced this phenomenon when looking at a photograph. Sometimes you can see the diminutive form of the photographer reflected in the lenses of your sunglasses. But I digress. The suffix on at the end of a Hebrew word, makes something smaller. So again, an ishan then is a small man. When we see our reflection as the smaller person, it should inform our perspective. The person in front of us should be treated as the large person while we diminish our egos in the face of that interaction. So the late, great Rabbi Mordechai Gifter once commented on this little word lesson that we glean from this. He said that when we look at others, the tendency is to see them through the lens of ourselves. We see ourselves as the large ones and they as the smaller. And let's face it, when we meet someone else, we hold them up in relation to ourselves. Well, she's prettier than me, but I'm smarter. Or she's smarter than me, but I'm wealthier. Or she's wealthier than me, but I'm more popular. We compare and contrast them to ourselves, as if we are the benchmark, the quintessential version of what it means to be a human being. They are a reflection of us, through the lens of us, all about us. And there's the rub. If we look at the person in front of us as the large man, and ourselves, as we are in the reflection of their pupil, as the smaller person... Then we elevate the person in front of us. We see them as great. We treat them as large. And in that humility and loving glance, 
we become the sort of person that is beloved ourselves. The person with the iron tove, the good eye. The person people wish to be near, to protect, to guard. You see, humility is a precondition for wisdom. Just as the Torah is compared to water because water flows only downstream, so wisdom only flows into someone who can diminish their ego sufficiently enough to make space for it, for someone or something else. The famous Rabbi Simcha Bunim taught us that every person should carry two pieces of paper, one in each of their pockets. In one pocket, it should read, For me, the world was created. And in the other pocket, the note should read, I am but dust and ashes. The trick in life is to know when to pull out which little note. But to be guarded with the love of your fellow human, we do best to see ourselves as the Ishan, the smaller and humbler person, open to and ready to receive wisdom from every person we encounter. Humility is deeply charismatic, and a good eye is a blessing and a guarantor of being beloved. When we begin the classic silent standing prayer of the traditional Jewish prayer service called the Amida, we bend our knees on the word Baruch. Baruch means blessed. It also means source. It is related to the Hebrew word for knee as well. Beginning to be a person of humility requires that we diminish ourselves, that we bend our knees and make some space to access the source of blessing available to us. And this blessing, when we make space down below, comes to us from above and from all around us when we interact with others. This week, can we practice this exercise with those around you? Look deeply into their eyes until you can see a reflection of yourself in miniature, in their pupil? Can you see this quirk of vision as a message to treat the person in front of you as though they are bigger and greater? Not because you are less, because humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking about yourself less and about the other more. May we all see ourselves as both the reason this world was created and as just mere dust and ashes. May we know when the message in each slip of paper needs to be applied. May we be a reflection of the ultimate. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org.
You're listening to a Momentum Podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.